você. Eu quero ser um testemunho. Remove o erro e Please Good morning. <clears throat> If you look at your computer and you find the sign, the podcast sign, under the website of our ministry, all you do is to click on it, It will take you through all of the teachings, which has been now 15 or so, on on First Kings and Second Kings. I would say about 15. Would you, Andy? 15 uh, teachings, yeah, probably. probably around there, and you'll be able to to follow us as we cover First Kings, and now we're Second Kings chapter four. Let me read to you. The wife of a man from the company of the prophets cried out to Elisha. Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that he revered the Lord. But now his creditors is coming to take my two boys as his slaves. Elisha replied to her, How can I help you? Tell me, what, can I, what do you have in your house? What do you have in your house? Your servants, your servants, she responded, has nothing there at all. Your neighbor, uh, uh, except a little oil. Elisha said, go around and ask all your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask just for a few. Then go inside and shut the door behind you and your sons. Pour oil into all the jars as each is filled. Put it on one side. Put it on, put it, put it to one side. She left him and afterwards shut the door behind her and her sons. They brought the jars to her, and she kept pouring. When all the jars were full, she said to her son, Bring me another. Bring me another. But the son replied, There is no jars left. Then the oil stopped flowing. She went and told the men of God and said, Go and sell the oil, pay all your debts. And you and your son shall live in what, is, in what is left. Amen. Praise the Lord for this scripture. It's got to be an interesting scripture because uh, <clears throat> when we finished chapter chapter 3, we dealt with the idea of, of Elisha following Elijah to Bethel, Jericho, and Gilgal. Remember that. Matter of fact, it's Bethel, Gilgal, and Jericho. And then the Jordan, where where the the appearance of the wind war mill uh, happened, and the chariots of fire and the horses of fire came in and took Prophet Elijah into heaven. Now in all in all these places, Bethel, Jericho, and Gilgal, there were prophets. These are schools of prophets spread out through all that area. Well, that's an interesting thing because <clears throat> I quite didn't get that when I taught on, on, on the last chapter of uh, of, of, of first, second, first Kings. 
If you go to if you go to that chapter, uh, it teaches that Rahab uh, and 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 Jehoshaphat uh, were surrounded by all kinds of prophets. But as Elijah is about to be taken to heaven, he goes to these three places. <clears throat> and the three places are school of prophets. Fifty, a hundred. And, and that shows Elijah's teaching, Elijah's ministry in more detail. So, having said that, something happened on verse 1. Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha. Your servant, my husband, is dead, and, and you know that your servant did fear the Lord. The creditors come to take unto, unto him my two sons to be, to be slaves. Now notice that this family is struggling financially. Now what is the word says about that? Because the word says clearly in in Third John, Third John, verse two, it says clearly, "Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in wealth." So why is it that this woman is broke? I'm not going to deal with that today, but I want to tell you that when finances stabilizes in your life, you are you have your head in the right place. You have your heart in the right place. You have the will of God in your life in the right place. And it begins to change. Because as the Lord instructs your soul, you begin to prosper. But let's see how it's done. Because this story is a story on how to reverse the finances of this widow. You know, I have a heart for widows. Because it's something I never in my life paid attention and in the last couple of years, I've been paying attention to how to respond to a widow and how to provide for a widow. And, uh, and I've tried to do that as, a, as, a, as an effort, spiritual effort. So, what have you in the house? It begins with the prophet, Elisha, asking her, What have you in the house? What is there that I can... Use What is there that I can deal with it? You see, it could be in your case, you have a computer. In the other case, it could be that you have uh, uh, some furniture. Whatever it is, God is trying to tell you that in what you have is where He begins. It's really interesting because when we begin to deal with prophetic ministry, you pay attention to these little things. What is it that Elisha is really looking for? Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for you? In other words, I'm willing to help you. I'm willing to provide for you a way so you can have what you need. But I need some help from you before I can say anything or do anything. And so before I begin to prophesy unto you, I need to ask you, what do you have? <clears throat> and Elisha 
And the, and the handmaid, the woman responded, Nothing in the house. Nothing. I have nothing. In other words, you probably sleep on the floor. You probably have a, not a pillow, but a, a, an old beat up blanket. She has two sons. And she's in desperation, sold everything in order to get some oil and wheat and to make a cake and eat. So we're talking about something identical to the widow of Zarephath. Remember when, when he comes into her house and he meets her in the, in the, in the area of Zarephath and he requires her to bring to him some water and a little cake which is made with wheat and oil on a hot plate. So a miracle begins. Remember Jesus as he is in north of the Lake of Galilee. And he asked uh, a little boy, what do you have there? And he said, I have two fishes and five loaves of bread. I mean five hand pieces. And so the miracle begins when there is something you can use or do in order to prosper. I... Uh, a little oil in the jar means I have a little bit. It's a jar with a little oil. Look, look at uh, uh, look at uh, King James. Save a pot of oil. A pot of oil. That's all I have. And so the miracle begins with something. Something you can hold in your hands. Something you can use for the glory of God. Something that God gives you. I want to tell a little story. I've been to Cuba many times. 15, 16 times to Cuba. And we had a trip where we had to get on a boat. And the boat had a little diesel engine right on the middle of it. And a boat about a 10 feet, 20 feet, 15 feet boat. Across by, by 6 feet across. And right in the middle, there's a smelly little, little oil, uh, a little uh, uh, motor that used oil. You know, that diesel little engine. And it's a smelly little engine with a little black smoke coming out of it on the top, and and a very noisy. And 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 as you got into that boat, there were two boats filled with uh, 20 people. I lay down on the side of the boat, and I remember it was a difficult trip. I saw a couple of crocodiles passing by. It was interesting. After about an hour of that tuk 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 tuk, we came into an embankment, and the people were on the top of the embankment. Said, "Hallelujah! Come on, come on!" And we came in, and we just walked up there, up going up, and people were trying to help us not to fall backwards. And we came into a church, and the door of the church was this way. Meaning it's supposed to fall that side. And so here on the wall, on the other side, there were pieces of uh, wood propping up the church. And, <laughs> and uh, I tell you, I confess to you, the, during the whole service, I had a tough time. Why this church has not fell down? And so the, the story goes that uh, we, we, we took an offering. They built another church. And, and of course, but during the service, I began to notice that mosquitoes were coming at me. 
Okay? And I preached by killing one here, killing one there, killing one here, and kept on preaching. And I suddenly uh, realized that in my bag, I had a spray to kill bugs. It was a big can. I don't know where I got it, but I, I, it couldn't have come through the airlines. I probably got it uh, across the street from the mission there in, uh, 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 where we were. And I began to sort of uh, spray the congregation with that oil and killing bugs and went around. And everybody got a little bit of that on the, on the forehead. And, uh, <laughs> and by the time we finished the service, Everybody was happy. No more bugs. And I remember a man playing an accordion. It was a beat up little accordion. I mean, it was the most tagged with uh, uh, tape all over the place on the on the accordion. And he kept on. And his wife had a little piece of cloth, and she kept on hitting the bugs on his head. It was an interesting thing. She killed bugs, he played the accordion, and they sang that song. Now, the oil there in the jar of the widow is the same thing as that's oil, that's bug spray. The miracle happened uh, with us is that after I killed all the bugs in everybody's forehead, and, and the place was clean, then the Lord began to baptize them, and began to touch them, began to pray, and, and the ministry changed, and the atmosphere changed, so much so that we went outside, and the bugs were gone. See, that, that spray was a miraculous thing, so much so that the team took an offering. I don't know how much money it was, but it was several thousand dollars. And according to what I understand, the church there is built, and they, they have a new church, and, and they, have, uh, they, they, they found somebody to cut the grass all around the church to where the bugs don't bother anymore. And, the, and they put windows, and they sent me a picture of windows everywhere, close to where people, and, 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 and fans hanging from the ceiling, to where they could have a service without be bothered about the bugs. The miracle of this, the spray. The same thing here. Something had to be included into their faith in order for God to use it. And in this case, it was oil. She had a little oil in the pot. Now, I don't know about you, But perhaps in your life, you look for something that you could use in order for the Lord to do the miracle in your life. I want to tell you about my, my life and my finances for just a moment. Uh, I started my ministry in Madison, Florida. I didn't speak English. I was a youth director who didn't speak English. And, uh, and I had about uh, 15 kids. And I used to just read the Bible in, in English. And they would correct me and tell me how to read it. And I made a lot of friends with that type of thing. Some of the things I read, I understood. I knew how to do it. But I will just make it a bad pronunciation so they can come to help me. And by doing that, I became all kinds of people. Today, there is a man called Steve Orion. He was a little boy in the time I was there. His wife uh, was there also. And she was a little girl. 
And I remember her running all over the place. I, uh, today they're participators in our ministry. They, he's a, he's a, 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 a one who helps us financially. And Steve Odiorn from from insur- insurance company. I don't know the name of the insurance company, but it was one of those on TV all the time. Now, see, I used the the, the I used the English. Now my finances wasn't so good, and so I bought me a jar. A little oil, a little spray of of a perfume called Chanel Number no. Five. I remember it was just a little bit of one that uh, was used as demonstration of Chanel Number no. Five. And I bought some envelopes, so I made about ten dollars a week on the gas station that I pumped gas with it. I took a dollar and I put it into a white envelope. I sealed it, then I'll spray with the Chanel number no. five. And the idea was I want to please the Lord and I want him to know that I'm that I'm giving him a, a dollar. And I, I want him to know that I want to give him a smelly, good looking smell of a dollar. And so I put on the the plate came around me, I sat on the front first pew as a, as a, the youth director, you know, that couldn't speak English, and I put my envelope there. About three or four Sundays later, a lady from the back of the church secretary came, Ricardo, are you, what are you doing with your envelope? Are you the one who's spraying your envelope with Chanel number no. five? I said, yes. Why are you doing that? It's smelling my whole office. Every, I, I've got smell, I'm going, going home with your smell because you put too much oil, too much smell there. And why are you doing that? Well, I'm trying to please the Lord because ten dollars is not enough. I need, I need at least twenty in order so I can so so I can buy some food because I'm eating terribly. You know, there was a place down the street called Dairy Bar, and the Dairy Bar was the place where I'd go for lunch. A man who owned the Holiday Inn would pay my lunch at the Dairy Bar. Some days I'll just pick up five pieces of chicken. And I eat one and take four home. In other words, my, the order of the men from the Holiday Inn was, take all you need, I'll pay for everything. The problem is, it was lunch that had to do with dinner and breakfast. So some days I had all day long waiting for lunch. so I could. And some days they wouldn't have lunch. And I had to come for dinner, so I, stay, I had to have a provision of some kind. Well... All in the jar is something like that. You have to have a beginning of something. By the way, the tide money that I gave there began to be multiplied as the as a year and a half or so. I got a car. It was a Fairlane car. I remember a Fairlane Ford. I was dating Mary Lucy, and when she sat on the front seat, nobody could see her head. She was that little and tiny. And she put the seatbelt on and said, stop laughing. And I got her a pillow, a big pillow, and I put her on the seat, and then I tied her in with the, uh, with the, uh, <laughs> with the seatbelt, and people could see her, her head. I'll never forget that. I'll never forget that. Now, God began providing. The, the woman, the ladies began to do shopping for me and gave me a leap pair of pants. That's what I wanted the most. Before too long, somebody gave me a radio, so I had a little radio on my little room. My place to to live on 
was inside of the church close to a monster, a yellow, a green machine that during the winter would go, and of course there was a heater. And I had a bed right in that room that kept me warm most of the winter. And I had a refrigerator before too long. They gave me a little cottage across from the Baptist. So my life began with the, the dollar in, 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 in the Chanel number no. 5. Now, the same thing with this widow. Look at verse 2. What shall I do for you? Tell me. What do you have in your house? What do you have in your house? And she said, Your maid has nothing but a, in the house but a pot of oil. And he said to her, Go. Now, when Elijah, Elisha heard the word oil, he began to think of what needs to be done. And so he said, Go borrow your vessels abroad of all your neighbors. In other words, go find pots everywhere invite, and, and borrow them left and right until you can't, can't have any more pots on the floor. Go get them. Go get them. So what's happening here? See, the Lord sees your heart. He sees what you're looking for. He sees that you got a need. And you begin, begin knocking doors. I remember when, uh, uh, the ministry had a budget of $12,255. And there was no money left over for nothing. In other words, at the end of the month, Mary Lucy and I had to borrow, uh, a little money from the church people in order to buy hamburgers. We had three kids. And we cut the burger in five. And everybody gets a little piece. We have a prayer. And that was lunch. I'll never forget that. Try to get a... There was a place in town. I don't know the name of the hamburger place. But it's a, it's a big burger. Double double patty. Where was town? Yeah, it's in Athens. There's one on Atlanta Highway. No. Not McDonald's. Burger King. Burger King. And I'll cut in five pieces and distribute and have a prayer. And that was lunch. And I noticed all my kids were just yellow, green. They didn't have the health, their knees, you know. And people in the church began to Rick, what are you feeding those children, Rick? I said, a piece of Burger King hamburger. That's all we got. And people began to give us money to buy food. And, I mean, God began to move. And uh, what I'm saying to you, is that the prophet heard the word oil, and the Holy Spirit of God came from heaven, and clearly said to him, Tell her to go and borrow pots. What do you do with empty pots? Now, she could have said simply, Well, I don't think it's a good idea, because uh, first of all, uh, they're not going to give me pots. Uh, uh, it's just a waste of time. And you notice that this widow simply just... Uh, Borrow your vessels abroad of all your neighbors, even empty vessels. Borrow not a few. And when you are come in, in other words, he began to tell her instructions. When you get all the pots you can, come in and close the door. And I and something's going to happen. Now the oil that she had on one jar. She picked it up and began to pour. And when she began to pour, she noticed that the oil on that pot just kept on coming out. 
when the fish, five loaves and three fishes begin to give out, the, you take the head and take a little piece of the middle of the fish, and the, and the tail grows backwards. You take a piece and give to this person, the tail grow backwards, and the fish gets longer. You know, <laughs> I feel and I have an idea that that fish and that that the disciples' hands grew about thirty feet or thirty feet long as they began to give. And so the idea here is that she needed to have faith enough to believe that God was about to do a miracle. When you're hungry, when you're desperate, you believe. Uh, here's what I did. Things that I did in order to grow my faith in finances. Even today, uh, I have a, 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 a post office box 50 uh, uh, 5188 at Athens, Georgia 30604 it's on Atlanta Highway and I have one here on 1711 Marietta Drive but why do I keep that popular box on Atlanta Highway at the, at the promenade down there uh, and, and, not, and clo- not close it up but, but have one here and the way I did it in my head was this is the tide that comes from all over the, the country right here uh, at, at, at Merriweather Drive 1711 Marietta Drive, Suite 104. Now, when there's nothing here, and I'm not through with the budget, I need to go there. So I have another way the Lord can provide. And my box is on the floor. So the lady asked me, why do you want a box way down there? You pick up at the eyesight, and you can open up and just say, no, no, I want one down there. So to get the box open on the floor, I have to kneel down. And if I don't kneel, I can't open it. It, it, Everybody has to kneel. It's way, way, way on the floor. It's just touching the floor. And so if there's nothing here, I open the door for the Lord to provide another way. And so, here goes. (laughs) I, I need to go to New York on the winter, on the Thanksgiving weekend. The ticket is $600. I don't have it. So what do I do? I just been praying about it. So I went up to the place yesterday, knelt down and said, Lord, I need 600 When I opened the door, there was a check of $525 from a man called Mike Reader. Now, Mike Reader never sent me money through P.O. Box 5188. I'm giving you the wrong name because I don't want the, the person that really gave the money to, to be embarrassed. But see, that's the all in the jar. In other words, I found a way to where I provide the Lord another place. Now, this woman asked for jars. Everybody's, now, what do you, what do you, how do you, how do you, a pot of oil, a pot, empty pot? Now, these pots weren't metal like you have it down here. They were jars of clay. And they're made by hands. And she said, yes. Why are you asking me for a jar? Don't ask me. Give it to me. I'll bring it back later. And this widow just began to believe that God was going to provide. And she just began to pour uh, that oil into those jars with the door. Why the doors closed in here? Because the miracle of God is understood only by those who have faith and believe. You know, when Jairus came in the house of Talita... He asked for everybody to leave except father and mother. 
Not many people believe. Some of you that are listening to me this morning, you don't believe. But I got a ticket to 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 New York City. There's a there's a place that's going to land. It's not JFK. LaGuardia. Now, how do you are going to try are going to be provided by the Lord in terms of health? You believe it. You anoint it with oil. You reprimand the infirmity. Last night I began to pray for 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 my brother Jerry Varnado. And this morning I want to go to that place and anoint it with oil. Pour all on him. We were in Petropolis, Brazil. That's eight hundred people coming to the altar for prayer. I don't know if uh, you were there. And suddenly we run out of oil. And so I asked the family to go get oil. And I began to pour oil on the hands of people. Just just a lot of oil. And the anointing came back again. So what I'm saying to you that after after she filled all the pots with oil, 15, 20 pots, the size of the jars, I don't know. But it's a, it's a substantial size. She sold the oil, paid the creditors, bought pots, covered them safely in the house. And, and it says over here, according to the Scriptures, uh, let me go chapter 4, 2 Kings, and see. And it says, And she said, and she came and told the man of God, and he said, what he did, what she did, and she said, go, sell the oil, pay your death, and you and your children live on the rest. Meaning there was substantial amount of oil that God provided. I pray that you receive a blessing this morning of the oil. I anoint you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and believe that God will supply all your needs according to His riches and glory. Amen. Second Kings 4, verses 1 to 7. See you tomorrow. Clamando no escuro, correndo e olhando para trás.